103, ready to rock and roll once again. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or 1-855-821-5900. That's Lior's uh, direct number, my friend. We always start with the week that was. We do always start yeah, with man. the week that was, John, and thank you very much. Thank you for all our listeners for joining us again on this uh, beautiful day. Uh, here to talk about employment law as usual, so please give us your calls, the emails, etc. We're happy to answer your questions. Now, in talking about the week that was, John, I'll talk about a couple of matters that came to me, came to my attention through uh, the various online tools that we have, the Mm -hmm. Severance Calculator and Termination Questions website. So the first matter uh, came to my attention because it started as a question on the website, uh, terminationquestions.com. For those that don't know what that is, uh, it's, I look at it as an extension of our radio show. It's a, it's a website that uh, you can ask questions related to employment law, to workplace rights, termination of employment. It's answered right there anonymously, usually within a few minutes. Myself or one of my colleagues is going to answer it. It's just a nice way to get information from a lawyer uh, whenever you need it uh, at the convenience. Uh, you know, it's your conven- it's convenience. Great. So uh, this question came through terminationquestions.com. The question was, uh, I was let go because of bad performance. And do I get my two-week severance? That was the question. Now, hmm. there was very little information provided. Didn't tell me how long he had worked or what exactly he did uh, and, and uh, you know, what, what his age was, etc. So I wrote back saying that depending on various factors, he could be owed much more than two weeks' pay. And I encouraged the person to give me a call. So this gentleman did, in fact, give me a, uh, give me a call. And it turns out that he had worked in a sales position for about three years. He was in his late 40s. And he was let go because his employer was not happy with his sales level. Uh, so his employer tried to let him go for cause, saying, because you didn't meet your targets, we're going to let you go for cause, pay you nothing. Now, what I told this person after I found out all this information is, first, it's not cause because what you did does not rise to that level. Right. Remember, John, you can only terminate someone for cause if they're guilty of some very significant misconduct. And not meeting your quotas does not rise to that level. So that's number one. Second, forget about two weeks. Uh, he's likely owed right around six months pay. So forget about, am I owed two weeks? You're not owed two weeks, you're owed six months. So starting this Monday, I'm going to be working on getting him this severance that he's owed, this six months pay. So the lesson here first is always get some legal advice. Now, we, we try to make it easy. We created this uh, terminationquestions.com website. Uh, and, and Do that. Make sure you know your rights. Second, don't assume anything. Don't assume you're only owed two weeks pay or any other number. This guy assumed he was only owed two weeks. He could have easily have said, ah, for two weeks pay, let's just forget about it, not pursue it at all. Not knowing, in fact, that he's owed six months pay, mm-hmm. not two weeks. So it's an important lesson. It's, a, it's, a, it's very simple to get legal advice. You shouldn't be intimidated or, or uh, uh, worried about it. So do what this gentleman did. Uh, the second matter I'm going to tell you about came from the Severance Calculator website. Uh, now, what's the severance calculator for those that have not heard the show before? Uh, it's an, a website that we created. It's an it's a online application that allows you to find out how much severance you're owed if you lost your job. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input how old you are, the type of job that you have, and your age, and it's going to tell you how many weeks or months pay you're owed if your employment is terminated. And if, once that happens, you can pe- press the little green button, and it can s- send me an email with that information. So this person that uh, used the severance calculator did that. He pressed the green button uh, and uh, sent me the information. The information indicated that he had worked in a labor-slash-clerical position. He was over 61 years old, and that he had worked for more than 20, uh, 25 years. 
Uh, I called him. He was in Ottawa, so very convenient uh, to our Ottawa office. And I found out he was 63 years old. He's mm -hmm. worked for his employer for more than 30 years as a machine operator. So I asked him how much severance he received. And that's when I was shocked to find out that he received no, none, no severance. Why? Well, he had surgery. And he was off for about three, three and a half months from work. And when he came back, his employer said, I don't have a job for you. And it's your fault for being off for, wow. for, for so long. So I don't have to pay you anything. Uh, so we can let you go. Now, this gentleman was extremely happy when I told him that uh, he is actually owed right around two years' pay, <laughs> wow. which is what the calculator yep. said to him as well, but at least he, he heard it from me. And the fact that he was unable to work for medical reasons did not disentitle him from this severance at all. Uh, if his employer doesn't have a job for him, well, they have to let him go and pay him severance. For sure. He found the severance calculator online through Google. He used it. He contacted me, and we're going to go ahead uh, next week to resolve his case as quickly as possible. So remember that. Use the severance calculator. It's there for you. Use terminationquestions.com. Uh, or if you really want to talk to me, happy to talk to you. Love to talk to you. Call me at the office. Call me at the show. It just shows you how much misinformation and you know the light goes on when people use these tools, right? Really, and that's the whole point of it. I mean, when I started practicing employment law, that's what I realized right away. And because I had all these misconceptions myself, and I realized, wait a second, everything I thought I knew about law, employment law, workplace right was wrong. And I realized everyone is like that. So I like practicing employment law because it allows me to inform people, to tell people the truth, and, and educate people uh, about their rights in the workplace. I want to talk about uh, the show today. Before we take a break, we'll start getting into a couple of these. Now, is the things that your employer will not tell you about workplace rights, but we will. We will. That's okay. what we do here, Johnny. You got it. Yeah. Let's go for the first one here. There is, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick one of these off the list that you gave me. There's so many of them we've got to get through. Uh, you don't have to sign an employment agreement if you're already employed. Yes, and, and that happens very often. You, you work, everything is fine. One day your employer comes to you and says, we need you to sign a new agreement. Either we're going to make some sort of a change, put you in a different position and have you sign an agreement, or just because today's uh, uh, Tuesday, we're going to have you sign a new employment agreement. And you're presented with this piece of paper and you think, what the heck do I do with it? Right. What does it mean? Do I sign it? Do I not? The reality is an employer can never, ever, ever compel you to sign an employment agreement. But it goes beyond that. The only reason an employer is going to offer you or re ask you to sign an employment agreement once you're already working, it's because that employment agreement is going to be favorable for the employer. For sure. Your employer is not going to ask you to sign one that puts you in a better position. So let's talk more about that after the break. Lots more of those coming up. We'll take your phone calls as well. You have questions about severance, a package. Maybe you've been uh, laid off, as they say, or maybe you just lost your job. you got a severance package in front of you. You have questions for Lior. You can ask them, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and 1-855-821-5900. It's Lior's own number anytime. More of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. We're talking about uh, things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but Lior will, and we're right in the middle of talking about signing the employment agreement. Yeah, so uh, the idea being uh, you, you're already working, and one day your employer shows up and wants you to sign a new employment agreement, a contract of employment. Uh, the reason for that is there's always going to be something in that agreement that's better for the employer. It's rarely, the, or it's never, frankly, that the employer is going to come up to you, want you to sign an employment agreement that provides you with a better agreement, a better deal than what you already have. 
And usually the, the term in that agreement that's problematic for you is a termination provision. It's a term in the agreement that allows the employer to let you go in the future by paying you a lot less severance than they would otherwise have to pay you. So essentially you're agreeing to limit your future severance. And oftentimes that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. So if you sign this agreement uh, a month later, a year later, it doesn't matter, at some point later, your employer lets you go, because you signed that agreement, you could have lost on, on tens of thousands of dollars. So do not sign an agreement, in, uh, certainly without understanding what it says. An employer cannot compel you to do that, and in most cases, you're better off not having signed one, even if it means your employer may decide to let you go, which is probably not going to happen. If that happens, that will be a termination with cause, sorry, without cause, which means you would get your full compensation. So do not sign an employment agreement. An employer cannot make you. And if you're going to sign it, you have to understand what it says and what it does. Okay, sidebar to that. Um, number one, you often said um, people, when they even with this agreement, even before they start work, not even midstream, that's what they concentrate on. They always concentrate on pay and holidays, whereas they should be more concerned with that termination clause, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it's normal. I mean, what, what do we understand? If I have a new job uh, and the first thing people are going to ask me, what's your salary? What's your job? What do you do? So I'm going to focus usually on my salary, maybe my job duties, my bonus, mm-hmm. uh, those, those things that are obvious. Uh, but there's things in an agreement like that termination provision that are just or more important because a termination provision can cost you tens of thousands of dollars if you agree to limit your severance. Uh, and so that could be a much bigger deal than whether you're making 50000 or $55,000 a year. So very, very important. Uh, if you're not sure what an employment agreement says, what it does, does it limit you, does it not, is it good, is it bad, give me a call. It's very easy for me to tell you to to. Put in English what's in that agreement, so I'm happy to do that. 416-870-6400-640 on cell to call us now on the air and ask your questions, too. If this person's already working and then they're then they're given the employment agreement, is it even legally binding at that point? In many cases, it won't be. So if an employer wants you to sign an agreement just because, but they don't actually make any changes to your job, the agreement itself may not be enforceable. <laughs> that said, it, because in order to, to get an employment agreement and make it enforceable, you have to get something in return for signing, a signing bonus, a pay increase, a pay rate, a, 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 a promotion, uh, anything of value that you wouldn't otherwise have. That said, you never want to sign an employment agreement on the basis, ah, it's not going to be enforceable, who cares, let me sign it anyway. So again, we take that very seriously. An employment agreement is a very important document. So if we're going to sign it, we need to understand what it says, what it does, uh, and not give up our rights. We're talking about things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but Lior has no problem telling you. This one we love, the old temporary layoff. The old temporary layoff. The, you know, old, reliable, happens all the time. Yeah. So, well, you know, business is slow. We're going to lay you off for uh, some time. Hopefully, we'll be able to call you back uh, in, in the future. Well, can they do that? No, they cannot do that in most cases. An employer does not have a right to lay you off temporarily. What I mean by that is if they do that, if they lay you off temporarily, you can treat that as a termination and require the employer to pay you severance right now. So a temporary temporary layoff is and can be treated as a termination. Now, when can an employer lay you off temporarily? Usually it's in one of two situations only. Number one is if you sign an employment agreement, again, talking about employment agreement, that specifically allows them to do that. Most have not, but if you sign an employment agreement that says that, or if the employer employer has established a past practice of laying you off. So if you've been laid off before, you didn't do anything about it, came back to work, and now you're laid off temporarily again, 
arguably you've let the employer do that. There's a precedent set so the employer can do it again. So that's why if you've been laid off temporarily, you may not want to just accept it because by accepting it, you may now invite the employer to do it again and again and again. Is there an implied uh, is there an implied layoff if you're in a business like you're a roofer or if you're a pool cleaner? Since we don't work in Florida, you know, not many pool cleaners are working in, in the middle of winter, so it's an implied layoff yes. because there's no, it's seasonal work. Yeah, it, there are certain jobs that, by their very nature, are seasonal. You know, if you work uh, on a golf course, uh, you know, if you work uh, plowing snow off the sidewalk. Right. So yes, it's assumed that during the off season you're not going to be working. You're going to be laid off. So if if that's the job, then that's different. But if you're working for a company and it happens that the business is slower, so the employer wants you to lay you off temporarily, that is actually not something the employer has has a right to do. You can't accept it though, you, you, but you'll set precedent, right? Right. If you accept yeah. it and you say, "Fine, I'm not happy, but I'll come back to work." Guess what? Next month, next year, if the employer wants to do it again and again, they can because they did it the first time. Talking about things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. You'll want to give us a call in the interim. We'd love to get you on the phone. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com to drop us an email. This is the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We're talking about things your employer will not tell you about workplace rights, but we will spill in the beans. First, got uh, John here on the phone. Good afternoon, John. Hello, how are you? Good, pal. What's going on? Uh, just uh, enjoying my Sunday afternoon, but uh, just caught your program. Um, and I was curious about, he had mentioned something about uh, seasonal employment, like yes. a golf course or something like that. What if you work for a company that supplies the products for a golf course? And you basically kind of shut down when they do, but you don't really shut down because you're open like a regular business um, throughout the entire year. Excellent question, John. Now, if it's a company that actually does operate year-round and they may be slower uh, really during certain times of year, then a temporary layoff would still be a termination, would not be something an employer has to uh, or that an employer has a right to do. Uh, especially if you didn't sign an employment agreement that says that. If you sign an employment agreement, John, that says, well, you're, you're really only going to work from uh, May till October uh, and then come back the following May, then that's fine. But if your employment agreement is, I work for a company year-round, and then the employer says, I need to lay you off because we're so slow uh, this time, then that's something that you can treat as a termination, require your employer to pay you your full severance right there and then. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. That's a, a good question. It's you know, it's a, yeah, it's because you know, it's in one of those gray areas. You know, mm-hmm. we we don't we're not a seasonal business, but we work with a seasonal business. What does that mean? Again, if it's a if it's a company that's open year round, then that company does not have a right to lay someone off temporarily. That is a termination. Things that your employer will not tell you about workplace rights, but we will. Terms of your employment can't be changed in a significant way. Yeah, and then it's certainly a, a very important one. An employer does not have a right to unilaterally change your terms of employment in a negative way. Obviously, no one's going to stop the employer from promoting you, giving you more money. That's, that's great. But an employer does not have a right to uh, change things in a negative way, to reduce your pay, to relocate you, to demote you, to do all those things that one would consider uh, unfavorable. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a bit of leeway there in the sense that an employer can make some minor changes. So if my salary was reduced from 50,000 to 48,000, that's not gonna make me happy. But it's not so fundamental that uh, I, I would be able to it's do something. It's not a catastrophic difference. But right? if it's 50000 reduced to 40000 that's a huge difference. You know, and that's certainly something that an employer cannot do. 
So if that happens, you have a choice. You can choose to accept the change despite the fact that you don't like it, and that now becomes the new terms of your employment. Or you can treat that as a termination of employment. That's a constructive dismissal. And simply require the employer to pay your severance, and you can consider your employment terminated, leave, and get your severance right there and then. An employer does not have a right to do that. Even if they believe they have a good reason, they still cannot do that. How about if you get overtime and you're on salary? Yeah, and a very, very uh, common situation where someone says, well, I don't get overtime because I don't get paid by the hour. My salary is my salary. I get paid the same really regardless of hours. Well, it doesn't matter. Unless you're someone that's exempt from overtime, for example, a manager. A manager is exempt from overtime. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're not a, a manager or someone else that's exempt, even if you get a salary, you still get overtime. That overtime is calculated based on hours worked over and above 44 hours a week. So if you work 50 hours a week, even if you're on a fixed salary, you're still entitled to six hours of time and a half. That's calculated by taking your weekly salary, dividing by 44. That gives us an hourly rate, one and a half times. Cool. So that's, that's how it's calculated. Uh, so remember, salary does not exclude you getting overtime. You have to get paid overtime. Even if you sign an agreement that says... I'm not going to be entitled to overtime. Really? It doesn't matter. You cannot contract out your uh, your entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, Smart. which includes overtime. Remembering, of course, that some people are exempt. Managers, for example, IT professionals, engineers, doctors, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, many, many, many other people are not exempt. They get overtime even if they're on salary. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to ask a question. In the meantime, we're talking about things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we're spilling the beans. You're uh, opening things up here. If the business is sold, you don't have to accept a job with the buyer. Yeah, and you know what? I, I actually think in the last couple of years, Issues surrounding sale of a business. What happens to my employment if my business is sold? Those types of questions have been probably one of the more common ones I've been getting. Uh, and uh, so, so a lot of people you know, would face this very common scenario. The business is sold. I'm being told that I'm going to continue working with the buyer, the new company that okay. bought the business. And that's that. And, you know, well, do I have to? What happens if I don't want to? What are my rights in that situation? Well, Generally speaking, you do not have a, the obligation to continue working with the, uh, the buyer. What does that mean? That means that if you choose not to, the company that sold the business owes you severance. That's a termination. Now, how much severance depends on the reason why you said, I'm not going to continue working for the, for the buyer. If there's a really good reason, if there's a, a different job that they're going to give you, different pay, uh, you know, different uh, location of work, then you would still get your full severance job okay. based on your age, length of employment, and position. If there's not a good reason, you yeah. Just what if it's just like you know, to, this is a good time for me to bail? Then, then that can happen, and absolutely you can. You still get severance, but you would not get your full severance. You get a portion of it, depending on how long you've worked and mm-hmm. the size of the company. That could be a week or two weeks' pay per year of service. So you would still get some severance, not your full severance. So the bottom line, you don't have to accept working for the buyer. Remember, though, that generally if you continue working for the buyer, your seniority carries through. So the buyer is going to inherit your seniority. So on day one, you would have your full seniority with the previous company, even though you just started working for a new company. So it could possibly be 15 years plus a day. Exactly. So in many cases, it's not a bad thing to continue working for a buyer. We'll take a quick call before we... uh, No, we'll take a break first. Hang on. 
She's quick. Alyssa's quick on that button, son. We'll take a, uh, a, a short break here. Ray, hang on the line. We'll get to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. 32, rocking and rolling here. We'll get back to more things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will after we get to the uh, phone call. Got Ray on the line here. Good afternoon, Ray. Hi, how you doing? Good. How can we help you? Um, well, I mean, I drive truck for a living. You know, uh, situation I have is uh, I am uh, working for a company, and I'm placed there through a driver service. Okay. Well, um, I was hired specifically to do a certain uh, customer uh, and stay in Canada. Now, uh, no fault of their own. Another customer that we pick up after we service the first customer is closing, going out of business, so there would not be a backload uh, for me to pick up. Um, so they're requiring me to go to the U.S. And uh, due to the fact that there's a family member that has an illness, I'm not able to go to the U.S. That's why I... Uh, took this job and it specified specifically that right. I had to stay in Canada because of the situation. And uh, basically I had to give my notice to them Friday because uh, I can't. You, you just can't do it. You can't go to the U.S. Yeah. So uh, good, very good question, Ray. Here's here's the answer. It's, uh, it's actually fa- fairly straightforward. If you're working here in Ontario, here in Canada, and now they've changed, for whatever reason, legitimate reasons, the deal that you're going to have to go work in the States or drive in the States, uh, that is a significant change, absolutely, which means you don't have to accept it. By, by telling you now your job is, is to drive into the States, they've constructively dismissed you. They've now created a, a very different employment relationship with you than they had before. And that's the same whether you're employed directly with the customer or through an agency. So if... You have to leave now as a result. You are owed severance. How long did you work there for, uh, Ray? I've been there for a year. A year, uh, and how old are you approximately? 45. So you'd be looking at uh, two to three months of of severance is what they owe you, two to three months pay. Uh, What I would recommend is you give me a call off air. John's going to give you the number. Uh, But even though it's you that gave them notice, that is absolutely a constructive dismissal. What they were going to do is a very significant change. Okay. Now, um, what, uh, what um, severance would I be looking at? As I said, two to three months pay. Okay, so what would that work out to be? Oh, I, I don't know how much you make. Uh, approximately 39000 a year. Okay, well, we could do the math. Uh, so that's somewhere in the six to eight to nine thousand dollars i think that's what the, the math would come to mm-hmm. about that right about that i'll give you the uh, the number ray uh lior's direct number is 416-216-5900 416-216-5900 and that's one of the points we just talked about with the stuff the that, employer won't tell you that's exactly significant yeah. changes it's right? a huge change i work yep. in ontario and now i'm gonna have to work in the states that's yep. absolutely a constructive decision. especially when it was agreed upon apparently that he can't do that because of a family illness so right. that was that was you know that, preemptive strike. That's yep. the basis for him taking that job is because he cannot work in the States, so absolutely. You got it. Workplace, uh, things in the workplace uh, your employer will not tell you about, but we will. The size of the company doesn't matter when it comes to severance. We've had this so many times, right? I cannot emphasize how important this is, John. I really, really cannot emphasize. When I talk about severance, uh, people say, well, no, no. Employers only have to pay severance if they have a certain payroll, if they're a certain size. Wrong, wrong, wrong. 
every employer has to pay severance, in fact, the same amount, okay? Irrespective of whether they have one employee or one million employees, mm -hmm. they have to pay severance. And the severance, uh, the amount of severance has nothing to do with the size of the company. It has to do with the length of your employment, your age, and your position, all right? Now, your minimum entitlements may be different if you work for a smaller company as opposed to a bigger company, but forget about that. Your full entitlements are going to be identical whether you work for Bob's Grocery Store or for the Royal Bank of Canada. Right. If you work there for five years as a manager and you're 50, your entitlements are going to be exactly the same in, in both scenarios. So remember, size of the company is irrelevant. So if you lost your job and think, well, I work for a small company, so they can let me go and pay me nothing or almost nothing because they're small. That is wrong, okay? That is completely wrong. If you take nothing else out of this show today, take that away, is that that's wrong. They have to pay you severance irrespective of the size. The math does not change. Not right? at all. Not exactly. even by a dime. How about uh, your, uh, your likely old severance that you haven't been offered? Yeah, and uh, you're likely owed a lot more severance than what you've been offered. Absolutely. And your employer may tell you, you know, we're talking here about things your employer won't tell you. Well, your employer probably is going to tell you, we made you a good offer, or you're not owed more, you're, we're being very generous. Mm -hmm. And you may think, well, that, that sounds fairly compelling. You're, my employer is telling me that they've made me a really good offer. Uh, they've offered me uh, three months' pay after three years of employment, for example. Uh, I'm going to believe my employer. In reality is, I'm not suggesting that the employer is going to lie. Maybe they are. But the employer itself may be ignorant as to their own right. legal obligations. I cannot tell you how much I see that, how often I see that. So do not assume that your employer is telling you the, the truth, whether they're doing it deliberately or not. In most cases, the vast majority of cases, when people call me, they are owed a lot more severance than what they've been offered. Not because I said so. It doesn't matter what I say. It's the, what the law is and what the law provides for them. So please don't assume that you're not owed more just because someone told you that. We're talking about things your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will on this show. You have the right to the same job after maternity leave. Right. And and you, if you take a maternity leave, a, a, a paternity leave, if mm -hmm. a father takes a leave of absence to care for a child, uh, you are owed the same job with the same pay at the end of the leave. It doesn't matter if the employer now uh, wants to have someone else in that job. You are owed the same job with the pay that you would have received had you continued working. So if everyone in that job received a 5% pay increase, you're entitled to the same pay increase as well. If you don't get that, not only is that a violation of the Employment Standards Act, it's a violation of the Human Rights Code, it's illegal. So uh, remember, there's no wiggle room here for the most part. If you lost your job, if you're uh, because you took a maternity leave, that's illegal. We'll take a short break. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Lior at employmenthour.com through email as well. And his direct number, 1-855-821-5900. The Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640 and AM 900. CHML. Always, we fly over to our callers. Love our callers. Top priority. You have carte. Well, not carte blanche, but we like to answer your questions anyway. You got Ted and Mississauga. Hello, Ted. Hello, good morning. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, sir. What's up? Yes, I was uh, let go. I was terminated uh, from my job last uh, week. Uh, it was a sales position, um, and uh, I have commissions that was given to me in the contract, um, but never ever they never paid me any of the commission. Um, so what happened was with the contract, he, he gave me the contract piece of paper, about a week or two after I'd already started, but because I listened to Lior's show often, I didn't sign it. So it's a document that the employer gave me after I started, but it's not signed. 
but it says I'm supposed to get 3% of uh, uh, commission on all net sales. And to date, the, sale, the net sales are 1.3 million. I have the sales reports here. So I just wondered, like, what's, what can I do as far as that? Like, and, do I have a case? Like, you might go. Sorry, Ted. Go. And your, your employment was terminated. You didn't uh, resign? No, I did not resign. No, it was without, I mean, he's, he said in an email that he has cause. Right. But understand, I think he, he, in his mind, he has cause, but I don't think he understands the legal. The part. legal. And what has he said in the past in terms of not paying you commission? Why? What reason has he given you? Because I'm sure you've, you've raised it with him. Weren't enough. And, and my, he said that's the reason he, he let me go is because my sales, you know, whatever wasn't sufficient. And, uh, that's why, yeah. Well, Ted, certainly he owes you those commissions. And what, what did he offer you in terms of severance? A one week. And how long have you worked there? Since January of this year. So so he owes you whatever commissions you're owed. I mean, based on how it's supposed to be calculated, I, I, we can look at that. And unless you sign an agreement that limits your severance, he certainly would owe you more than a week pay. Uh, how old are you, uh, Ted? Uh, 47. So you'd, you'd owe you right around the two to three months of, of pay as what he'd owe you. So what you do uh, is actually simple. You give me a call off air. I want to find out some more information about the sales just to confirm exactly how we know that you've met the threshold to get the commission. So you get the commission to date. You get severance, and severance is based on, the, on your salary as well as commissions you would have expected to earn over that two to three month period. So the overall amount could be significant. So let, give me a call. Let me try to help you get this resolved. This shouldn't be difficult to resolve at all. Ted, that number is 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900 to get a hold of Lior directly. Got Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? Good. Thank you. Okay. So my first concern is that I'm probably out of the statute of limitations uh, for my question. Uh, it's probably been about three and a half years. I was on mat leave and received a letter in the mail, I think about five months prior to the end of my mat leave that I was laid off uh, from my, my executive management role and received nothing for that. I did receive my bonus that was owed, did not receive any, any form of severance though. Yeah, the, the bad news, Jennifer, uh, you're right. Unfortunately, you are uh, out of time. There is a two-year limitation period, so, so we passed that by, uh, by about a year and a half. Uh, now, in, in reality, yes. You would have been owed uh, severance, uh, potentially, de depending on the reasons why they let you go to begin with. There could have been human rights damages owed to you because it's illegal to let you go for the most part after you come back from uh, maternity leave. So, yeah, and certainly severance would have been uh, absolutely due to you. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, it cannot help you. And for our listeners, remember, there is only a two-year limitation period. You don't want to be in that situation where someone owes you compensation legally and because you don't know about it, because you didn't want to get some advice, you sit on it, and then the limitation period expires. Only two years. And it expires even with human rights violations, not even, just employment? In wow. fact, yes, okay. arguably human rights could be even shorter. It could still be two years, but technically right. speaking, human rights should only be one year. So uh, there's a very, very short uh, timeline. Before the calls, we were talking about things your employer won't tell you about employment and workplace rights, but we will. Uh, you can take a very long disability leave and still remain unemployed. Yes. Or and, employed, pardon me. Employed, exactly. <laughs> Not unemployed. Yeah. Uh, and you, you may actually, if you're uh, off for medical reasons, if your doctor tells you you need to be off work, there's really no specific time limit or there's no maximum of time that you can be off while still keeping your job. 
in, in many cases, you can be off for years, literally for one, two, three or, or, or more years uh, and still remain an employee, which means you have a right to your job when you come back. Now, uh, so really, what do you need to be on leave? You need a doctor to say that you cannot work. That's it. Now, in some situation, if there's some uh, uh, uncertainty as to your medical condition, the employer may be allowed to require more information. But generally speaking, a doctor needs to tell you you cannot work and you can be on leave until you're able to return back to work, even if it's a very, very long leave. Now, in some point, if the leave becomes really long, usually we're looking at over a year, probably a couple of years or more, and you've been off for that long, at that point, if there's still no uh, prospect of you coming back to work at, at any time, the employer may be able to terminate the relationship because of what we call a frustration of contract. Uh, but that is an extreme situation. You need a very long leave and no prospect of returning. In most cases, that's not going to happen. You can be off work. So don't worry about losing your job. Losing your job is not something that will happen or can legally happen. Uh, you can be on leave as long as the doctor requires you to be on leave. If it gets to a point of frustration of contract and that goes through, how does that affect your severance? So what happens if you're off work for medical reasons, very long period of time, couple of years, let's say, and there's still no prospect of returning, the employer can pull the trigger on the termination and say, that's a frustration of contract. At that point, you would only get your minimum severance, okay? okay? which is a week's pay per year of service. Sometimes it's two weeks per year of service uh, instead of your full severance, which could be a heck of a lot more than that. So that's the difference. But if you're on a leave, even if it's a very long leave, if your employer has just sent you a letter saying, we're letting you go, we've terminated the relationship, the first thing you do is you give me a call. 416-216-5900 is that number or one 821 5,900 emails are Lior at employmenthour.com. And to give us a call here live in the air, it's 416-870-6400, star 640. We'll take a quick break. Get back to our uh, last segment here in the show. You'll want to give us a call. This would be a good time to do it. And we will wrap up things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will right here in the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call through. Got Pat. Hello, Pat. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay. I just uh, have a question. I'm very interesting. I was just listening, and um, I need to ask a question. When an employer lets you go, and they're not for profit, uh, we I worked for a very, very many, many years for this company, right. and um, uh, unfortunately, apparently, they were not funded by the government anymore. Anyway, they let us go, but I did. Uh, we did ask. For uh, the severance, they didn't give us any because they were not for profit. Yeah, and that is absolutely 100% illegal. They have to pay the exact same severance as if they were the Royal Bank of Canada. Now, fair or not, I don't really get into, but from a legal standpoint, they absolutely have to pay you severance based on your age, position, length of employment. When, Mm -hmm. when, When did this happen, Pat? The, uh, well, it, it's gonna. Um, it was over a year ago, well, uh, about a year and a half. But you know, I did call the um, employment standard. They told me that you, uh, the company, had to have over fifty people, and uh, to have, I think, two million dollars. No. Um, Absolutely not. And one of the things we talked about earlier is about that. Uh, that may impact your minimum entitlements. It has absolutely nothing to do with your full severance entitlement, Pat. How long did you work there for? Oh, God, it's almost 20 years. So um, almost 20 years. And what were you doing there? What kind of a job? 
Well, I'd rather not say. That's fine. Them. That's but, fine. Uh, I think I will give you a call. I mean, um, you you would easily be owed more than a year's pay, Pat. Easily uh-huh. more than a year. Now I'm saying that. The only that... thing is that everybody else uh, checked as well, and uh, they were told the same thing. Well, that... everyone else did the wrong thing, unfortunately, which is to call the Ministry of Labor, which can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements, which are absolutely irrelevant in this case. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, you would easily be owed more than a year's pay. Depending on your age and the position, it could be as much as two years' pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be less than a year's pay. So very, very, very important that you and I speak. Not only that, because the limitation period is going to expire in the near future, because you said a bit, it's been about a year and a half, I would strongly... Uh, I think, I think uh, it's. Um, I think they took over last April. Okay. So, yeah. so, so it's certainly over a year. I would mm-hmm. try to see if you can get a hold of your, your former colleagues and have them call me as well, because guess what? They're owed as well. They're, they were left in a situation where they didn't get severance. That's illegal. So very important that we speak, Pat. Uh, and I would encourage you to try to get your friends to call me as well. Pat, I'm going right. to give you that number right now. If you got a pen, if not, uh, we'll we'll get a hold of you either way. I actually do the four one six two one six five nine zero zero. Look at you! She's yeah. all over like a hobo <laughs> and a ham sandwich. Pat, I wish all of them were as quick as you. Uh, but yeah, you've got to give Lior a, a call for sure. So that, there's a there's a classic case of the the Mickey Mouse shop that is. It's you know, ridiculous, John. I mean, uh, she worked for 20 years. She calls the Ministry of Labor, and, and she's told wrongly that she doesn't get severance because they don't have a payroll of more than two and a half years. Nonsense. And they're nonprofit. It's wrong. It's false. They owe her payment. For her, it's probably a year or more than a year's pay. So don't fall into that trap. And, you know, in the meantime, Pat, you'll want to check this out. We'll wrap this up uh, for today with the severance pay calculator. Give us that one more time. Severancepaycalculator.com. Very quickly, John, I just got an, someone email me through it. Mm-hmm. Indicates that they work between 8 to 11 years. They're 51 to 60 years old. They're, say, they're professionals making 50000 And then it tells me that they, they were paid 10-week severance. Well, the severance calculator assessed them at being entitled to right around 14 months of severance, wow. which is correct. The difference being over $48,000. <laughs> I just got this now. So remember, severancepaycalculator.com. It does what the name suggests. It calculates the amount of severance you should be getting, or it provides you an assessment of that. Unlike what the Ministry of Labor would do, which they cannot provide you with this information. Don't bother trying to get that. So go to severancepaycalculator.com. Call me at any time at the office or on the show. Happy to tell you the real truth. You want to phone the Mr. Labor? Just just try ordering pizza. Just harass him. Just do that. It'll be better. They don't off. even do that, Dan. <laughs> next time. Until next time, this has been the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.